Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I am Kathy Brocks. Amen. And this is the LUTG radio show. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved. And so do I. Uh, Glory to God. Today we got some stuff for you. But first, I want you to take a moment, take an opportunity to say, thank you, Heavenly Father, for today I am here. And I'm ready to do whatever you want to do, Lord, and to listen to whatever you want me to listen to. Because this here is one thing he wants you to listen to. And he also wants you to listen to yourself. Tell yourself, I am beautiful. So say, see, remember when you say the name, I am, you're talking about God. And when you say beautiful and you infer that upon yourself, you're saying that God did not make a mistake because you are beautiful. Both male and female, he calls a son. And he says, son, you are beautiful. Amen. Glory to God. Now, speaking of beautiful, the subject of the day is called motherfucker. That's right. Motherfucker. That's right. You're like, Kathy, <gasps> this is a Christian show. Absolutely right. And we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of motherfucker. Because the, the, the reason why I was even developed was to tear down the family. That's what it was deemed for. That it was, that's what it was spoken for. And that's what it was called to do. But before we go and break that down, we got to tell you what a family looks like. What a family is. A family is a male and a female to begin with. You're like, well, Kathy, how do you know? Are, are you gay bashing? No, I'm not gay bashing. I love every person, both male and female. I don't care about your titles. I just love people. When you meet me, you'll know, you'll figure that out. I, I love people. I love people. I, I like people genuinely. I genuinely like people. And so I said, well, I'm going to read some things to you. And this is from the book of Genesis. Now, y'all know God don't like for us to be alone. He really don't like for man to be alone. He don't like for women to be alone either. And this is how I know in the book of Genesis chapter two, it says, thus the heavens. And I'm reading the King James version of the Holy Bible. It says, and I'm reading from BibleGateway.com. It says, uh, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, that should tell you, you should take a day of rest because God did it. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Amen. So that means that two things. One, God is the creator. And when he made plants, 
he didn't really make the clouds to rain. He made the rain. He made the roots to go seek after the water. And he made the water. I shouldn't say go seek after. He made the water to come up. So the roots didn't, the roots did seek a bit, but they didn't have to go far because he made the water to come up to meet the roots. So he made the resource to meet the thing that needed the resource and the plants needed water. So he gave them roots and a, and the roots for a plant is their mouth. He gave them a mouth to drink the water, but he called the water up kind of like a water fountain. When you press the button, it calls the water up. Well, God made the ground an instant water fountain. He goes, when they thirst, you come. You get me when they thirst, you come. That's going to be important. And and so it says uh, in verse six, but there went up from the from the uh, went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed and of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is planted in the sight uh, and, uh, that it that is uh, pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison. That it. That is it, that is it, which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is bedellum and the onyx stone, which you should know actually grows on trees. So does money grow on trees? Yes. Speaking of trees, we got to go get some of that. We'll be right back in a few short seconds. (laughs) And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. See, Ethiopia wasn't always poor, y'all. And the land of the third river is Hidekel. That uh, that is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth is Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. That's tilling. And in this case, he probably just spoke to it. We'll get to that right right in a second. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest Thereof thou shalt surely die. That means to be separated from God. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Look at that. God is thinking of the needs of man. Because I mean, how long can you be in a, in a land and you see all the animals copulating, having sex? And making babies, you know, they they planting seed and getting fruit. And you watching them. And you're like, oh, that's so great. They got a family. 
they're making babies oh look how attentive she is to her husband look how attentive he is he is to his wife and you're looking at the animals copulating multiply and be fruitful you like i would like that and i believe that god understood the heart of man going i don't want him to be alone i want him to have the same thing so in verse 19 it says and out of the ground the lord god formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and and brought them into brought them unto adam to see what he would call them Mm-hmm. see whenever you name a thing you become responsible for the thing and what you call that thing you call their purpose when you name a thing you give in that particular thing a purpose and so Adam gave every animal and everything that creep up upon the earth, flying through the earth, whatever, a purpose. When he gave them a name, he gave them a purpose. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And a name is an identity. An identity is a character trait and a purpose. And Adam gave, and Adam gave names to all cattle. And to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found an an help meet for him. And God and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a warm man and brought her unto the man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, that tells you right there that marriage is between a man and a woman. Not a man that goes to the doctor and cuts off his penis and has God, has God, God don't do that. Has the doctor to uh, push the skin up along the uh bones of the hips and make a vagina basically he hollows it out and keeps the urethra and keeps some of the muscles in there so that you know it'll feel like a vagina but it's really not um and he doesn't put a thumb on a woman's urethra to make a penis god doesn't do that because that wasn't god's intent now you're like, Kathy, are you coming down on people? I am absolutely not coming down on people. I love you. Now, if you happen to have done those things, those things to yourselves, my heart goes out to you because what I hear and what I see is pain. That's what I hear and see. I, 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 I see a person in pain. And so, but this ain't about you. So get over it. This is about the motherfucker. That's right. You heard me, the motherfucker. You're like, okay, Kathy, what are you, 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 you keep going on about the motherfucker. That's right. I am. Because 
it's about to be introduced in the next chapter in chapter three and chapter three it says now and i'm in the book of genesis it says now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god made which the lord god had made and he said unto the woman yea have god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god hath said ye shall not eat of it neither shall she neither shall ye touch it lest ye die i just gotta ask i gotta let you know something here anytime somebody asks you a question like that they already know the answer so if you come across a lawyer and they asking you questions they already know the answer nine times out of ten they know the answer you come across somebody at your job that starts asking you questions like that about what your purpose is and your instructions they already know the answer they just want to know do you know the answer that not only do you know the answer but do you know how to hold on to the promise of that answer do you know how to hold on to the promise of that answer because god promised her that she would be blessed if she did not eat of a particular tree because that tree would end her blessings not it would end because she would eat of the tree but it would also end because she disobeyed the lord the real punishment is the disobeying of the lord see she never even she it wasn't the fact that she ate of the fruit it was a fact that she sinned in her heart first the fruit eating of the fruit was just the act of it but the first sin was a sin she committed in her heart when she made the decision to even speak to something that was beneath her the devil when she made the decision to listen to something that had no good for her well-being she surrendered her very being to sin and to defilement to the devil to lucifer that was her first sin when she surrendered to the lowness sin is low sin is low oftentimes you hear people call gay people fags and they call them that call them a lower classman because a fag back in the old times meant like a freshman a lower class classman you're not worthy to be at our level so you're a fag freshman at grad some i don't know what the acronyms mean but it really means to be a lower classman and so that's why people use that word to degrade people you're like, well, what does that have to do with motherfucker? I'm getting there. And so um, she went ahead and started yipping, yapping to this serpent and whatnot. And uh, it says, um, and verse two says, and the woman, uh, oh, the woman, I already read the part where she said, um, but we you know what God had told her. And it said, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, and someone just it says, uh, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, uh, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, uh, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. 
And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Meaning, girl, your flesh ain't going to fall over. You ain't going to fall over dead. And so what he was telling her is like, girl, come on now. You a spirit. Spirits don't die. Come on, girl. You a spirit. Spirits don't die from eating nothing. You eating right now. Are you dead? So he messing with her head. And she going like, well, you know what? Now, you know, that's kind of true. Hold on. But we we get into some more. It says in verse five, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Okay. Now, y'all hear, y'all heard the term woke, right? They'd be like, yeah, she woke. She woke. You should just understand this, that the word woke is a direct link to the devil. Because in order to be woke, your eyes must be open. But in order for your eyes to be opened, they must be in sin. And so the word eyes open and in sin has a direct relationship to sin because he was trying to get her to sin. Okay, and then it says, um, for God, uh, um, for God, uh, doth know that in the day that ye there, that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when, one, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, meaning it looks like it's nourishing. It looks like the other trees and that it was pleasant to the eyes. She lusted after the tree. See, you sin in your heart first before you actually commit the act. She said it looks good. It looks good for food. It looks pleasant to eat. And it was good to her eyes. The very same thing that we say when we look upon the uh, the opposite sex or we look upon something and we want it so much that we'll do anything to get it. That's called an addiction. So Satan gave her an instant addiction to the thing that God told her not to touch and a tree to be desired to make one wise. So I'm going to read that again. It says in verse six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the first, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. To make one wise. Isn't that interesting? To make one wise. That means to be, that means to have knowledge of your own understanding. That's what God says. Lean not unto your own understanding, but trust fully upon the Lord. She's the reason why. And Adam is the reason why. Because later on in in the last verse, it says, um, and, and gave unto her husband with her and he did eat. So then Adam was like, well, I'm going to eat this because she gave it to me. And that's my wife. You know, I want to, you know, I want to make her look bad, you know, before homie right here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm going to eat this even if, you know, she can't make gumbo. It's trash. She can't make gumbo. She ain't even from Louisiana. She don't know nothing about that. But, you know, I'm from Louisiana, so she be trying. And so, you know, I'm going to just... You know, I'm going to eat it anyway. No, you shouldn't be eating that. 
He ate it anyway. Knowing that the moment that he ate that, he would have sinned. But check this out. The reason why he ate it, knowing that he shouldn't, because he heard that voice inside, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it. You done already sinned by standing there listening to this mess. Adam was right there the whole time. He was right there. He's standing there listening to this mess. And the more he listened to this mess, the more he surrendered and agreed to give over his kingdom to the devil. The more he sat there and listened to it, the more he agreed. And so these two did that. And God came along and said, like, yo, where you at? In other words, yo, man, you just stepped away from me. I, You know how I know? Because I don't feel you in me no more. You ain't on the inside of me no more. Your mind ain't here. Your heart ain't here with me. Because God says that, in a, um, in a book of, uh, I believe it's Mark. Okay, so the actual scripture is uh, John fourteen twenty three. Now, you um, go to my website, lutgradio.com. You, you can pull up the morning scriptures, and it's on there. So it's a list of scriptures that I like to go through uh, and what I, I normally read uh, through. Um, anyway, uh, so it says in John 14, 23, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, He will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So that tells you right there that we were supposed to be one with the father and that Adam and Eve were one with the father. The, we we had the mind of Christ. We had the mind of God. We had the heart of God, which is the reason why Adam was able to name all of the plants and the trees and the animals and every creeping thing and every bird because he had the mind of God and the heart of God. You know you can't do all that without the Lord. And so Adam had all that and boom, he gave it away. And he didn't really give it away for the booty. You know what I'm saying? He gave it away because he stepped away from the Lord when he be when he be when he began to listen to anything that that serpent had to say. Now I used to joke around and say, "Yeah, Adam gave up his throne for a little bit of booty," but honestly, he's sitting there listening to this thing that he named. He called the serpent a serpent, even though God made him. Adam named him. Adam named everything. And so now he's listening to this thing talk mess. You're like, how do you know? Because here's a prime example. If you start talking mess and start talking outside of the word of God, try that with your angel. Your angel will shut it down. Did it to me. They will shut it down. The Holy Spirit will shut you down. He'll be like, Shut up. Nope. You're out. I'm out. And you will have to repent. You will have to repent, verbally repent, and in action repent. And so, what, what, and you're like, well, Kathy, what does that have to do with being a motherfucker? Well, the serpent, his whole job was to break up the family. God made Adam and Eve to multiply and to produce. And he made it so that Eve's labor would be easy. you like, what do you mean? I always hear about these women screaming and hollering, asking for some epidurals. They weren't made, women were not made to have epidurals. In uh, verse um, 
in verse uh, 16, it says, unto the woman, because God punished them after they did this. He punished them. You can read the whole thing. It's in chapter 3. Uh, but verse 16, it says, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, um, now her desire uh, towards her husband wasn't, what he was telling her is that, I'm going to make him the head over you is what he was really saying. He wasn't saying that I'm making it so that sex for you will be just unenjoyable. He was saying that it's going to be painful, painful. So the breaking of that hymen pain, the original breaking of that hymen was supposed to be pleasure. It's supposed to be pleasure. So when he said that you will, that um you'll, your, your desire should be for thy husband. He was saying that I don't want you looking out any other place other than your husband. See, you listen to this thing and you shouldn't have been, you listen to the wrong Lord, the wrong little, you, you listen to the wrong Lord. Adam is a little Lord compared to God, but Satan is a Lord of sin. So he's telling her, you listen to the wrong Lord. You should not have done that. So instead of you, leading the way you will be under the covering of your husband and then for adam adam was supposed to be rich and not toiling for anything he was supposed to be rich and he made he made it so that when uh he said unto adam and unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, which means you saying thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. And so right there, God is like, I'm not going to make the water come up from the ground anymore to water the plants. Instead, I'm going to make you dig with great pain. How many of y'all know that farming is difficult now? You have to buy machines and stuff to cut it and trim it and harvest it. But when God made it, nope. God made that whole system so it was easy for Adam. If Adam could speak to an animal and call its name and call its purpose, and he spoke to the plants and called their name and called their purpose. Don't you think that he could also tell these things to do X, Y, Z? Because if the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And you'll find that scripture. It's in Matthew 17, verse 20. And it says, again, I'm on Gateway. Bible Gateway, BibleGateway.com, I believe it is. It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it shall be, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible for you. So before Adam sinned, he had the ability to tell the harvest to come off and go into the shed. He had that ability. But when he sinned, he gave up that authority and that ability to do that. He's like, okay, well, what again does that have to do with motherfucker? Well, remember, 
the enemy's goal, Satan's goal was to break up the family. And a lot of y'all think that, well, the word motherfucker means it's a, it's a degrading term and it's used towards men. You're right. It's a degrading term and it's used towards men. It's used towards men. Absolutely. It's used towards women to denote, you know, dislike. But when we look it up in a dictionary, and I went and got a couple of different, I went and looked it up a couple of times because the original time that I looked it up, it actually spoke about a woman that had sex with her husband. And it was saying that how she took more time to have sex with her husband than taking care of her children. And I thought, well, okay, well, she's supposed to take care of her man first and then her kids because if you don't have a good marriage, you don't have any good examples for the kids. You're supposed to take care of one another first so that you can raise your kids up in a way to go so that they will seek after God and go for Mary and repeat. It's like a rinse. And so when I got to looking up the word motherfucker, because that, that actual terms had kind of been, you know, misconstrued or whatever. So I looked up the word fuck and fucker. And it says it's usually seen. I'm in Merriam Webster's dictionary online. And it says it's it's usually obscene. And it's usually vulgar in a sense that it, you know what it's used with meaning mess. And I'm and it says um uh the transitive verb is usually obscene to engage in coitus with sometimes uh and sometimes used interjectively. Inter I'm sorry, uh interjectionally with an object such as a person or a reflexive pronouns to express anger or contempt or disgust. All right. So when we go down a little bit further, it starts saying it's uh, the word actual root word of fuck means usually obscene, an act of copulation. Hmm. Usually obscene, a sexual partner. Number three, a usually vulgar. Damn. Usually vulgar, used especially with the as meaningless intensive. Usually vulgar, fucker. Like fuck her, fucker. But here's the thing: that sexual partner is supposed to be your spouse, and so be so. Back in the day, people began doing, and because of sin, I'm we're just gonna stick with Adam and Eve. Because of sin and other things that have occurred on it, as things go on and on and on, people begin, people begin, oh, I should say the enemy put this into the heart of the woman that she should not devote herself to her husband. It began to be a religious thing saying that, oh, well, you should really devote yourself to your children and raise your children. And so you're spending all this time with your kids and you completely forgetting about your man. And so now, making this woman feel ashamed of having sex with her husband and telling her she should devote more time to her kids. Now she's with her kids, but she's angry. Why is she angry? She ain't getting none and she ain't giving none. She ain't there for her husband because now that she ain't there for her husband, her husband is going out and getting sex from a mistress. That's right. When you ain't giving it to him, he going to get it from a mistress. And when he ain't getting it from a mistress, he going and attacking other women spiritually. He going in it. He goes into a grocery store and how many of y'all know that and understand that when 
in order for in order to ejaculate you gotta massage the thing you gotta get it built up something gotta come up in the pipe so if something is building up in the pipe what's happening he's masturbating so whether they're in the store grocery store at work in the bathroom in the lunchroom in line by whatever they're masturbating because they're pumping they're riving that thing up so they can feel a release but that thing is only supposed to be rived up in the presence of his wife of his spouse that's it's for that's what god made it for he made it for that particular vagina and so by telling a woman oh you got to take care of your kids first the kids come first wrong the husband comes first the wife comes first, the marriage comes first, and then the children, because you got to show them what a marriage looks like, what a real, loving, gentle, kind, blessed, prosperous marriage looks like. Because if you don't show your children what a marriage looks like, they will go and listen to the serpent crawling on his telling them that they got to have 50 different men having sex with them. They got to have 50 and 100 different women and all these wives when they don't need them. They need one. One to say, just one. So if you need to comb your hair and look good, do it. If you need to brush your teeth, do it. And this is for both male and female. A lot of men think that women will take you just with bad breath and everything they will love you in spite of your bad breath but they want you to brush your teeth and to floss hint hint (laughs) in order to build a solid family you got to understand god meant for you to be blessed he meant for the family life to be easy trials and tribulations came with sin the ups and downs that came with sin. Adam and Eve were supposed to have it peasy, easy, easy peasy is how they were supposed to have it. Can you imagine now? Like right now, whenever we build a garden, what's the first thing that they say? Well, we're going to put a hose in the ground so that the water comes up. Hello? Who thought of that first? God. Why? Because you don't want to be out there with a hose getting all wet trying to get the grass to grow. So if you don't want to be outside in the cold, a cold early in the morning or late at night or just getting wet, period, watering some grass, you want the grass, you want this thing to be self-sufficient. You want it to be prosperous without you having to constantly touch on it and constantly beg for it. Please grass grow. Please grass grow. Imagine your spouse. Baby, would you come to me? Baby, I need some attention. Sweetie, I need some attention. I know the kids are here and we, we you know, we, we love them. But baby, I need some attention. Same thing for the men. Oh, you out there hanging with your boys and y'all got the kids and y'all going playing ball. Cool. But then you're looking at the girls, those young girls running around with they, everything hanging it out. And back here, I'm, I'm back at the house cooking and cleaning and ready, getting y'all, getting the dinner ready for y'all and whatnot. And, or if it's just calling on the phone, ordering something up or whatever, she taking care of the house and, going to work and making sure everything whatever everything is perfect for whenever they get back and the only thing he can say to her is "Ooh, nice job and pat on the butt and gone she need more than a pat on the butt or 
man, these potatoes ain't taste. They don't taste right. Girl, I thought you could cook. She needs some TLC, some, oh, thank you so much. Oh, I really love how you did it. Look her in the eye. If she cock out, find the eye to look at. Look her in the eye and tell her, I appreciate you. Send her a text in the middle of the game. Girl, I knocked it out the park for you. I love you. Something. Keep in contact with her. Caress her. Tell her you appreciate her and you love her. So she ain't looking at the dude in her office with all them muscles going bing, 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 bing. Or she ain't admiring the nerd that buys flowers for his little geeky girlfriend. But how many of y'all know that geeky dudes get them them supermodels? I'm just saying. But anyway, because they're nice to them. And some of them are jerks, but some of them are truly nice. So you can't really judge a book by its cover. But what I'm telling you is put each other first before the marriage. God did not design you to be a motherfucker. A motherfucker, and the word motherfucker is a teardown of marriage. It has nothing to do with a particular dislike for a person or a man. The sole purpose is to tear down the marriage. And the way you tear down a marriage is you attack the dude first. When you attack, because he's been, God made him the head of the household. So when you attack him, you begin to tear down the marriage. Motherfucker, nigga, you ain't nothing. Blankety blank punk. See? And so what does he do? He don't want to go home and say, baby, so-and-so call me. Uh, 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 what he going to do? He going to start picking up your words. So now he done listen to the devil just like him. Instead, he could he should have said, yo, bruh, check this out. I am the righteousness of God. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm going forward and not backwards. You beneath my feet. So get behind me, Satan. I ain't got time for you. You're like, Kathy, that sound weak. No. Those are power words. What that says is you are not tearing down my family because when you tear down the character of a man, you tear down his family. And if he doesn't have a wife yet, he ain't going to choose a wife because he ain't got the stability of God to know who he is. So he needs God first. Then he can get a wife. He needs his identity in Christ Jesus first. Then he can get a wife. And the woman needs her identity in Christ Jesus first. Then she can get a husband because if she don't know within herself that she is to put her marriage before anyone and anything else, including cute children, then that marriage will fall apart because she'll start saying, you don't help me with the kids. You don't do this and you don't do that. You don't cry when he don't help. You go to his father. You go to his father in bonus and you don't yell at him. You go, look, Lord. I'm tired. I could use a little help. Would you tell whatever his name is? We're going to say Adam. Would you let Adam know I could use a little a little, a little assistance, a little break? So when he come home from work or whatnot, 
Tell them, don't just start sitting down watching a game. Help me out. Help me cook. Help me with the kids. Because he'll do that, and, I, and then he, we eating, and I still got to clean up. And then he still wants sex before he go to bed. I'm tired. And it can, you can put that in the reverse. She do X, Y, Z, and go. I'll hang out with her friends and then come back. And she want to climb up on all on top of me. And she ain't even been here. I'm tired. Men get tired too. So y'all got to understand, the marriage comes first. The word motherfucker is meant to tear down marriages. That's the whole point. Once you tear down a marriage, who's going to build up the family? Who's going to tell those kids about God? Who's going to make babies? They aborting babies. Every time a man drops his seed on the ground, he's aborting another baby. Every time a woman is masturbating, she's aborting a baby. That's made for marriage. Every time you go to the doctor and have a doctor to kill and rip out that egg and that sperm out of your womb, that's abortion. And that's offense against God and you. Because I guarantee you, you will remember that baby until you die. Now that aborted egg actually goes to heaven and becomes a living thing in heaven. When I say living thing, it has a head, arms, legs, eyes, everything. The more he sat there and listened to it, the more he agreed. And so these two did that, and God came along and said, like, yo, where you at? In other words, yo, man, you just stepped away from me. I, You know how I know? Because I don't feel you in me no more. You ain't on the inside of me no more. Your mind ain't here. Your heart ain't here with me. Because God says that in a, um, in a book of, uh, I believe it's Mark. Okay, so the actual scripture is uh, John 14, 23. Now, you um, go to my website, lutgradio.com. You, you can pull up the morning scriptures, and it's on there. So it's a list of scriptures that I like to go through uh, and what I, I normally read uh, through. Um, anyway, uh, so it says in John 14, 23, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So that tells you right there that we were supposed to be one with the father and that Adam and Eve were one with the father. The, we, we had the mind of Christ. We had the mind of God. We had the heart of God, which is the reason why Adam was able to name all of the plants and the trees and the animals and every creeping thing and every bird because he had the mind of God and the heart of God. You know, you can't do all that without the Lord. And so Adam had all that and boom, he gave it away. And he didn't really give it away for the booty. You know what I'm saying? He gave it away because he stepped away from the Lord. When he be, when he be, when he began to listen to anything that that serpent had to say. Now I used to joke around and say, yeah, Adam gave up his throne for a little bit of booty. But honestly, He's sitting there listening to this thing that he named. He called the serpent a serpent. Even though God made him, Adam named him. Adam named everything. And so now he's listening to this thing talk mess. You're like, how do you know? Because 
Here's a prime example. If you start talking mess and start talking outside of the word of God, try that with your angel. Your angel will shut it down. Did it to me. They will shut it down. The Holy Spirit will shut you down. He'll be like, shut up. Nope. You out. I'm out. And you will have to repent. You will have to repent, verbally repent, and in action repent. And so, what, what, and you're like, well, Kathy, what does that have to do with being a motherfucker? Well, the serpent, his whole job was to break up the family. God made Adam and Eve to multiply and to produce. And he made it so that Eve's labor would be easy. You're like, what do you mean? I always hear about these women screaming and hollering, asking for some epidurals. They weren't made, women were not made to have epidurals. And uh, verse, um, in verse uh, 16, it says, unto the woman, because God punished them after they did this. He punished them. You can read the whole thing. It's in chapter 3. Uh, but verse 16, it says, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, um, now her desire uh, towards her husband wasn't what he was telling her is that I'm going to make him the head over you is what he was really saying. He wasn't saying that I'm making it so that sex for you will be just unenjoyable. He was saying that it's going to be painful, painful. So the breaking of that hymen pain, the original breaking of that hymen was supposed to be pleasure supposed to be pleasure so when he said that you will that um you'll you'll your desire should be for thy husband he was saying that i don't want you looking out any other place other than your husband see you listen to this thing and you shouldn't have been you listen to the wrong lord the wrong little you you listen to the wrong lord adam is a little lord compared to god but Satan is a Lord of sin. So he's telling her, you listen to the wrong Lord. You should not have done that. So instead of you leading the way, you will be under the covering of your husband. And then for Adam, Adam was supposed to be rich and not toiling for anything. He was supposed to be rich. And he made, he made it so that when uh, he said unto Adam and unto Adam, he said, because thou has hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, which means you saying thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of your life. And so right there, God is like, I'm not going to make the water come up from the ground anymore to water the plants. Instead, I'm going to make you dig with great pain. How many of y'all know that farming is difficult now? You have to buy machines and stuff to cut it and trim it and harvest it. But when God made it, nope. 
God made that whole system so it was easy for Adam. If Adam could speak to an animal and call its name and call its purpose, and he spoke to the plants and called their name and called their purpose, don't you think that he could also tell these things to do X, Y, Z? Because if the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, and you'll find that scripture, it's in Matthew 17, verse 20, and it says, again, I'm on Gateway. Bible Gateway, BibleGateway.com, I believe it is. It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. So before Adam sinned, he had the ability to tell the harvest to come off and go into the shed. 